Well, hello, fellow Fancy Baseball nuts, and a very big warm welcome to the very best seat in the house if Fancy Baseball is your thing, and that is, of course, behind home plate. My name's Johnny Gould, former presenter of Channel 5 Baseball, Wednesday and Sunday night, midnight through till 5. For those of you who remember that, probably none of you, uh, but for those who do, you will know Fancy Baseball has been my passion, but rarely my success or achievement well thankfully that's all taken care of i'm just here to to talk top and tail and drive the show in terms of fancy expertise i'm joined by my very dear friend and fancy baseball legend mr james holden jimbo lovely to see you buddy jg yeah yeah great to be here as always and particularly because today is ronald acuna day he I'm... is back he's in right field we're oh so excited well, if, if this ever appears on YouTube, you will see I've got my Braves top on in celebration of the, of the return of the Prince, if not the King of Baseball. So, yeah, very exciting. And actually, with that in mind, I, I'm a bit nervous. I watched half the game last night against the Cubs and I'm getting a bit nervous about the way things are looking. I, I personally think this is a better team than we had last season when we won the World Series. So you're thinking, well, we could repeat. Well, not at the moment. We're not going to. Anyway, we're going to talk more about that a little bit later. Before we get into this, Jimbo, I've got to ask you a question question very few people know about your background your professional life without giving anything away it would be fair to say you are a numbers guy you are an analyst you love a spreadsheet the rest of us like to go out and party but no a spreadsheet doing simultaneous <laughs> equations in bed that's your idea of a fun night in would that be true to say and therefore are you and that's a big reason i assume why you're really good at fantasy baseball are you therefore do you consider yourself a nerd there's the question I wondered where this was going, really. At the end, that was, that was a very long intro. <laughs> and I don't mean this rudely, because you know, Jimbo, every movie that I've watched in recent years, it's always the nerd that gets the sexy woman. So, I mean, it's 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 the thing to be. Oh, right. That's where we're going. No, I could, I didn't know where. I didn't know. Fine, if that if that's it, yeah, you know, then geek chic or whatever you want to call it, I'm all over that. Yes, Jonathan. Uh, You're happy I, with that image. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I enjoy a kind of you know a logistics problem as much as anybody else. I enjoy. A, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like, I like finding patterns in data, Johnny. That is that is my life. So, is that your that, chat line when you're out yeah. on the pool. Oh yes, I like a bit of data. I, I worked it worked a dream when I was at university. <laughs> not, not. But, uh, always fascinated. You know what other people's you know view of themselves is. You know, I've always thought that I'm an absolute sexual beast. Tragically, no one else has shared that view. But I've always been of that view. And I've always wondered, do other people see themselves? So that was the only reason I asked the question, buddy. Because no, I'm always interested because like, we don't have a script for these shows, but we do plan out roughly what we're going to cover in the intro in the first three And sections. I haven't covered any of it. And, and at no point have you even attempted to get into today's agenda. And we've just been off on a complete random well, that's the joy of it. It's about a podcast. whether I'm a nerd and, and whether Johnny's still got it at his venerable, uh, venerable old age. But yet you've still got it, JG. We, we, we know that. Uh, and despite your lack of mathematical prowess, I'm sure you've got it elsewhere where it counts. Well, it's bizarre because actually maths was my subject. Um, oh. but we'll, we'll discuss that another time. No. Let's talk baseball. I've already referenced we're going to talk Braves baseball. Uh, yeah. There are other teams to discuss, and tragically, we may have to discuss them at some point. Um, just before we do... Yeah, well, you know well, well, I, I want to get into it before we do any agendas, because yes. Jonathan Gould has come on here with a whole load of random rubbish already. But the big news since we last met, met is that Jonathan Michael Gould has set a world record. I have. You're right. 
You're absolutely right. And, and, yes. a, gen, and a genuine one. I mean, if you if you yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to the, the Guinness show. Book of World Records was there. Now, whether or not they're going to name me as the yeah. auctioneer. Well, come on, come on, talk about this because this is actually for, for once two sort of you know people trying to play for attention. This is a genuinely really amazing thing that you've done, and it's not actually about you or for you. It actually benefits somebody else. It does. You're absolutely right, which, of course, is a bit of a first in my life. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got, you're, you're absolutely right, buddy. It's been very busy, um, but I got flown out with the lovely Lulu Bell to uh, Dubai last week and uh, by the ruler of Dubai, who has set up a, an appeal called the Billion Meals Appeal. Now, I worked for him last year. I worked for the organisation. Obviously, I haven't met him. Uh, and it used to be called the 100 Million Meals. Now, this is inflation of a good nature. They've gone from 100 million to a billion in one year, where basically they're, they're looking to raise 100 billion dirhams, which is 200 million pounds, to feed 100 billion people a meal each across the world. And they're focusing on the poverty countries like Syria and Uganda and certain parts of Africa, et cetera, et cetera. And they asked me to come out and host the auction. Went really well last year. They wanted me to do it again this year. And in Dubai, I did 14 lots. Four of them were number plates and the other 10 were mobile phone numbers. That was it, Jimbo. But unbeknown to me, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, that whole UAE area, all the Emiratis, they love nothing better than a unique mobile phone number and a unique number plate on their car. So I sold the third most expensive number plate ever sold in the history of number plate sales for 35 million dirhams, 7 million pounds. Uh, and that was 2 9. Nine apparently is a bit of a lucky number out there. So that was a big part of that. And I sold a phone number. Would you believe it? I think it was prefix 54, which is Dubai. 99999999. And that sold world record one million pounds. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But also, I mean, amazing, uh, you know, to the rest of that much of money for charity is quite remarkable but i just wanted to touch that i know it's got nothing to do with baseball but it, it is not often uh that even a man such as yourself johnny actually does genuinely uh breaks a world record so we, there we are we're, we're just touching on that it is a good thing uh, and i don't think actually you've got that much it, it's been in the press and it's been in the papers and it's been massive on social media yes. you've managed you've managed very successfully not to attach yourself to that big story <laughs> I've done my level best to, but as we both know, social media and me don't really mix. But uh, the funny thing, actually, Jimbo, just to finish this story off, I, I, the day after, because you're right, somebody videoed the end of the car sale, and there's me going going once, going twice, me going bananas. I mean, I was all over the shop. And he's, he, somebody in this audience videoed it, and then it just went viral on TikTok and Instagram, both of which I have nothing to do and no experience of. But my son, like all kids of his age, uh, do. And I got a message from my son the next day. Oh, my God, Dad, you've gone viral. And, uh, and, and, and he kept messaging me the number update. And I think the last time he messaged me, it was four and a half million people. But you're absolutely right. This wonderful career opportunity. And I've done nothing with it. I haven't been able to work out how to utilize <laughs> right. it at Fair all. Right. That's cool. That is good. Anyway, well done. Let, let, let's crack on because actually there will be some people who want to talk about or want to hear us talking about uh, about baseball. So let, 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 let's let's do that. But yeah. Well, if you insist, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed you want to move on this quickly. But anyway, but you've been busy yourself, Jimbo. You've been egg rolling in Dorset, <laughs> work trips to Geneva and Cardiff. You've been a busy man. 
I have. I've been a busy man, but I've raised precisely zero pounds for charity. So I don't think anything that I do in my uh, nerdish lifestyle uh, uh, counts. So, so, yeah, no. OK, well, good. fortunately, the one thing that does count is your expertise here. And that's why you're the legend. Uh, so first of all, thanks to all our listeners that have rejoined us from last season uh, and have finally found us. We need to do a better job of marketing where we are. But we're on Spotify. We're on Amazon. We're on Deezer. That's not a typo. Deezer, it's not Geezer, is it? No, Johnny, we're at, no, no, don't you worry. Well, we'll give you a whole load more. We're on about 15 different platforms. Okay. iTunes, iTunes is the main, that's where we get most of our listeners from iTunes and Spotify. Okay. But yeah, about, about another 11 different platforms contribute at least somebody. And our listeners won't be surprised to know that I had nothing to do with setting this up. It was all done basically by Jim Moe and Eric. So I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to both of you, to the legend that is Eric, the producer, and to you, Jim for getting it going. Uh, as always, if you do want to get in touch, and we'd love to hear from you because at the end of the day, this is meant to be your podcast. Do email us on behindhomeplaypod at gmail.com. That's behindhomeplaypod at gmail.com. Or you can contact us on Twitter. Use your contact address. Um, the show address is at bhppod, nice and easy. Or if you want to get in touch with us directly, um, then I am at Johnny M. Gould, M for Michael. And Jimbo is this sexy Twitter handle, at Jam99. I think I'm going to change it. I think I might make it at Nerd99. I think maybe that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a little bit... I'm going to put mine at Johnny M. World Record Beta. Gould. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, obviously, we do want to hear from all our listeners. Get in touch. Uh, it certainly helps us, because if you ask the questions, then we don't have to write a script. Uh, but at the end of the day, we are nothing without you listeners. So do please get in touch. Right. Coming up on the show, Jimbo, um, we've got a first batter, which, as you won't be too surprised, given the boy Acuna is back. We're going to talk Atlanta Braves uh, 2021 World Series winners to 2022 April wobblers. I think you're being generous with the term wobbler. Our second batter is discussing, from a fancy perspective, early season form. So I'm asking you to separate hot streaks from the season's genuine long fancy gold and breakouts. Really want to hear the subtle difference. And of course, batter number three, traditionally the suitcase, it's back. We challenge Jimbo to find some real value on the waiver wire for your fancy team. So kick things off. Uh, batter number one, straight into it. It is, of course, my favourite discussion of the season as we talk the mighty Atlanta Braves. Um, we are going to look to get some guests in on a regular basis to talk about other teams. Uh, I can tell you now, Pete Pratt is excellent, uh, who's a massive Marlins legend. Uh, we're definitely going to get Pete back because he was fantastic last year. Um, and the Braves, as it stands, Jim, I'm looking at the stats, uh, eight and 11, they're fourth in the National League East. Um, only seven of the 19 games that they've played have been on the road, so you can't use that as an excuse. Yes, they've played the Padres and the Dodgers, who are both decent decent opposition. Obviously, the Dodgers are favourites again. But everyone else, let's be brutal, Cincinnati, Cubs, Washington Nationals, I mean, they're the also-rans. And yet we have not won a single series. We've shared a couple, but we have not won one single series thus far. Should we be worried? Us Braves fans, Jimbo, put my mind at rest. Should we be worried? No. Okay, to the point. Would you like a bit more? Um, no, I, I don't think so. It's, it, as ever, it's early. I mean, the hitting's all right. I'm with 15th, 15th most runs, fourth most home runs, eighth total bases. 
Eddie Rosario had his eye problems, so he couldn't even see the ball. Dansby's being ice cold. Deval, the bottom of the lineup, bottom half of the lineup isn't great. Uh, it's the pitching that's the problem at the moment. We are, I think, 24th out of 30 teams for Team ERA, and the whip's in a similar place. Uh, Max Freed's been good. Kyle Wright has come from nowhere. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Morton's got his problems. Ian Anderson's uh, not quite fine the form. Uh, Huascar Yunoa, who I really liked last season, has already been demoted to the to, to the to the minors. So um, yeah, it's 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 just slow going. And, and I would just take you back to last year. We were, I think, below 500 still at the All Star break. And uh, I don't know if we ever really mentioned the fact that the Braves were World Series champions last year. Um, so yeah, anything is possible. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah no, it's a valid point, buddy. I mean, it is very much early doors. I don't want to get carried away. But what worried me is I, I actually stayed up and watched most of the game last night. We we're recording this on Thursday, and uh, the Braves were hosting the Cubs. And yeah, I mean, for a lineup that even without Junior in it, Acuna Junior, um, still looks pretty frightening. We we put we put men on base, but we were stranding left, right, and centre. Uh, Ozzy Elvis stranded bases loaded. We stranded two, stranded three. You know, we, we're not we're not getting those clutch hits. Um, you're absolutely right about the pitching. Um, Charlie was was seen off pretty rapidly. I think within less than three innings. Um, a few of our middle relievers who were absolute lights out, particularly in the second half of last season, seem to be getting lit up. Uh, I'm not sure Kenny Jansen is going to be the dominant closer that we were hoping he would be. I, I, I was genuinely worried what I watched last night. We just seem to be out of sorts. I, I wonder, is it an inevitable sort of reaction to all the celebration of being World Series champions and a party that went on for the whole of the off-season? <laughs> I mean, must is be, that must have been some party. Maybe, but I mean, not all the players. You've got, I think, Matt Olsen has come over and, you know, replaced Freddie and done amazingly. I, he's one of my favourite Braves already. Uh, Marcel Azuna's back and is hitting. So I, I don't think so. I, th I think, you know, April's such an odd time. It's such a hard time. It's often freezing cold to hit. I mean, less so in Georgia, I'll take it. But um I think just, just give it time, JG. The, the one thing I would say is I was very bemused why we didn't pick up another starting pitcher over the, the winter. Yeah. There were plenty available at very cheap costs. Even somebody like Sean Manaya, who I thought would have been a great fit, went to San Diego for an incredibly low price. It was like their 20th best prospect, who's fine, but isn't anything sensational. So I, I really think, I, I can't believe we couldn't have beaten that bid uh, for Manaya to Oakland uh, and had him added in with Olsen or, or something else. And I still, I'm the person I really like, Frankie Montas at Oakland, it will cost an awful lot more than Sean Manaya, but I'd still be very, very interested in that. Um, when you consider the pitching woes that we've had, you're absolutely right. You've nailed it. You mentioned Azuna, by the way. Um, I'm not a fan of the universal DH, but if you've got to have it and I've got no choice, I'm sitting there as a Braves fan thinking, well, happy days because defensively he's a bit of a liability so we can get him out of the outfield and he, he you know he, he messed up last night which which ended up costing us three runs um in the long run you know he should have made a stop a catch or if not a catch he should have at least stopped the ball um and didn't you know you think anybody of junior's caliber would would definitively have made the catch he, he would but, but equally i mean you know what, what are your thoughts on acuna then acuna he's back tonight i say he's in right field i understand um i'll tell you what my thoughts are yeah I'm pissed off because I did all the research and they said, best case scenario, a week into May, possibly end of May. And that's why I didn't draft him anywhere, because I thought it's just too big a risk. It's, you know, two months of a six month season and I haven't got him in any fancy baseball team. And I've got, what, five teams? 
and I would have been all over him otherwise. Uh, and now he's back. What is it? It's the 27th. He's back about 10 days early. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's. I think a lot of people have got a fantastic deal on Acuna, if, if, particularly if you're in an auction league and you've sort of paid probably half the price you'd have had to pay and you've only missed kind of three weeks of the season. Yeah. I, I, I am worried. I mean, I know he's come back and he's looked brilliant in, in his minor league rehab. He's been stealing bases, which, you know, we were, oh gosh, would he not steal? Because, you know, after, you know, leg and knee problems, you think he won't steal. But he, he has been stealing. He's been getting on base. It still feels a bit early. And I really, 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 really hope he doesn't go and re-injure himself. Yeah. And I, I would be putting him at, 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 at DH, to be honest, despite uh, Azuna's woes. I'd be just getting his back in the lineup and seeing how it goes, personally. Okay, just before we move on from the Bros chat, um, Carl Wright, real deal? Breakout season or just hot start? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a former, uh, you know, number one first round draft pick for the Braves. He's, 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 he's always flashed it. So he's done it a couple of times in the playoffs, hasn't he? Look, look, looked brilliant. He's just never really got it together, but he's always had the pedigree. Yeah. And it just shows there's never, it's never a, you know, uh, uh, never a, a perfect line in terms of when, when a player is going to break it. I, I, I don't think he'll end up as a top 10 starting pitcher or anything this season. But yeah, I think um, I don't think it feels wrong that he could end up as a top 50 pitcher okay. at the end of the season, pitching the way. And, and boy, do the Braves need him to just have carry on being a, a steady SP3, SP4. That's all we need from him just to do that. I've got him twice off the way my two teams I'm, I'm thrilled Excellent. I'm absolutely thrilled okay buddy let's move on batter number two uh, early season form All right uh, apparently there are apparently, so I'm told other teams other than the Braves I'm, I'm amazed that we even want to talk about them but anyway um, so what else is going on in the first month of the season can we at this early stage see the obvious contenders and likewise can we see the teams that are obviously going to be the ones you want to stream against because they're pretty useless uh, true, we've got all that. Who's got the best as of tonight? So here we are, Thursday night. Who has got the best record in baseball as of tonight, JG? Oh, God. I hate to say it, but it's probably the Mets, isn't it? <laughs> it is, it is. So the Mets are uh, batting 700, they're 14 and 6. They are setting the pace in the National League and, and doing well pitching and hitting. And that's even without Jacob de Grom, who's not even playing. Yes. So, yeah. so yeah. So maybe you know all those 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 millions and billions that are, are, are coming in. For, uh, you know, maybe maybe this is their year. So let, let's hope not. But uh, you know, they've got a decent team, excellent pitching, decent hitting. Um, let's see. And um, the interesting thing again, you know, remember we spent much of last season looking at the sort of the fight to the wire in the NL West uh, between the Giants, the Dodgers, and the Padres. And actually, it could happen again because they are up there. The Giants are thirteen and six. The Dodgers are half a game behind. The Padres are one game back. So that's looking really exciting again in the National League West and the National League Central. Uh, the two teams you'd expect, really, the Brewers and, and, and St. Louis are about uh, one game apart from each other uh, at the top of that league, but looking good. And talking about the National League, which you've just gone through the three divisions, any fancy implications of that sort of early dominance? Well, I, I think there are some teams like the Dodgers where everybody was owned before season. But if you didn't have Tony Gonsolin and weren't sure he was going to be the lineup, you should have him. But there's very few Dodgers that are sort of owned in less than 20% of the leagues. I, I would say the Brewers pitching, again, continues to be brilliant. Whatever they're putting in the water there, or, or the beer probably in Miller Park, but you know, whatever they're putting there, uh, it, it is working. I think you saw um, Eric Lauer the other day have a fantastic start. The bullpen is brilliant. The Mets pitching again. Uh, they found Tyler McGill as 
you know, become a really steady SP2, SP3. Uh, San Francisco's pitching would talk uh, in, in the suitcase. Uh, Jake Junis, I mean, Jake Junis was rubbish at Kansas. He had the odd sort of start you could stream him. And yeah. he's already had two starts for San Francisco, both five innings pitched and no earned runs. So every year, San Francisco seem to do some reclamation projects and, uh, you know, who knows. I think the one interesting thing I would say on the hitting side of things is look out for St. Louis. So St. Louis, they're up there. Um, their hitting hasn't been sensational yet, but I think there's a guy in their mind that's right at the top of it called Nolan Gorman, who will come up and probably be their second or third baseman. And he is absolutely tearing the cover off the ball in AAA, demanding a call up. And I don't think it'll be that much longer. As soon as he gets the call, he is absolutely somebody I would pick up if you need power. No. I, I'm unbelievably happy to hear you say that because I, I haven't been able to make any pickups of sort of, you know, speculative pickups in, in most of my teams because I've got so many flipping players on the IL, so I've got no sort of free bench spots. But there is one team, and who did I pick up three, four days ago? Sitting there on my bench, the man you've just mentioned, Nolan Gorman, because I've read all about him being this massive prospect. But they are saying he swings from the hips, he strikes out a lot. So that's the only downside. That but is today's fantasy game, isn't it, Jersey? Yeah. I mean, if you, I say, if you need power, I'd absolutely look there. But okay. yes, it, it's been it. We'll, we'll talk rookies. I don't think we've got time to talk rookies this week, but we should do a proper thing. A lot of them are struggling this year in a way that they haven't in previous years. So um, yeah, there's no guarantees for any rookie coming. Could you tell us why and briefly? Uh, well, there's a lot of rumours about sort of deadened balls. So hitting in general has been a lot, yeah. a, a, a lot uh, lighter uh, than it, than in previous years. And I just think our expectations from Acuna and Soto and Tatis, those three have, have sort of defied logic. And uh, many of the players we're seeing now are just having a more of a, 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 a more of a normal kind of scenario. So they've ultimately set the bar so high that no one, no one can. Uh, yeah. no one but can I think, I think, I think, give it a couple of months. You know, somebody like Julio Rodriguez of Seattle. Is really talented and absolutely it could change very, very quickly. Okay. Right. Well, that's the NL. Talk to me about the AL. Uh, AL overall, the Yankees have got the best record at the moment, but it's all pretty close in the AL East, as we would expect. Fantastic uh, for, 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 for neutrals and for absolutely fantastic for fantasy baseball players. The, the, the bats in the AL East continue to be really, really strong. Unless we, you're an Orioles fan. It's not so fantastic for them. Bottom of the division on a regular basis. They are, and they haven't scored as many runs as anybody. But there is, you know, there's decent bats there. You, um, you know, Anthony Santander, I quite like. He's doing all right. Got a couple of homers recently. There's bat, there's bats everywhere in the in the East. I would say in the Central. That oh god, I mean all those injuries the poor White Sox have had. So now the Twins are actually the only team in the AL Central with a winning record, uh, and the Angels actually are leading the AL West. Yay! Well, let's talk about that. I mean, are the angels flattering to deceive or are we finally seeing the pieces uh, being put in place for the potential to win a pennant? Well, I think, I think similar to the Braves, it's, you know, their, their bats are red hot. So actually the Angels have scored the most runs in the whole of Major League Baseball. Um, and it's not necessarily a, you know, a, a hitter's butt, but, you know, with Trout, with Shohei, Taylor Ward has come from nowhere. I mean, he's a first round pick, but he wasn't a particularly highly valued prospect. And he's been red hot all season. He's now leading off. Anthony Rendon, uh, Marsh has been 
better than I was expecting. Uh, Walsh has been pretty cool. I mean, they're middle of the pack for pitching, similar to the Braves, actually. Uh, I really like Patrick Sandoval. I think he's a really good one for, to think about it, if anybody's uh, going to sell you him in, in, in fantasy. I think, actually, the Angels would be really interested to see how they behave the trade deadline. Like the Braves, they are a starting pitcher short, in my opinion, or a, a, another couple of arms in terms of genuine quality. So we shall see. Are they still owned by Disney? Used to be by Disney many many years ago. You're you're the man. I look for this. No, I don't think it's, it's Artie Moreno, isn't it? Who owns the? Is that uh... right? Uh, right. Okay. No, I'm just wondering in terms of is it you know is their reputation as a club to be buyers? I mean, you've you've got Trout. You they're clearly yeah, willing to I mean, spend money. They always have one of the biggest payrolls. I think the question is whether they spend it wisely. I yeah, think certainly yeah, it was, uh, uh, you know, young Mr. Pujols, uh, you know, in hindsight, wasn't the greatest ever investment made by a major league baseball team in, in recent years. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not totally convinced that the Anthony Rendon uh, contract will um, be particularly fulfilling financially for them uh, over the next five years or so. Okay. Uh, any fantasy implications about the status of the American League? Well, so don't stream against the Angels. I think last year they probably were a team you might have streamed against. Yeah. They, particularly with Trout out for so much of it, they, they you know they had some decent bats, but they were a team you would stream against. We, we should just clarify, Jimbo, for those that perhaps aren't aware of the term. Streaming means basically just picking up uh, a picture that that looks half decent that's on the waiver wire because they're up against poor opposition. So yeah, absolutely. So if if you if you're if you if you if you've got a picture, or it could be one of you know sometimes you might have a one of your less good pitchers on your team that you would wouldn't play in Yankee Stadium or in Fenway against Boston or in LA against the Dodgers, but you'd say actually I will run him out if he's at home against so and so, or particularly if you're in the American League, you know the the Royals are, are really. Uh, they've scored the least runs in Major League Baseball. They've just lost Adalberto Mondesi, so they're not going to be steamy against you either. So, is he uh, out yeah, for the season? That's the rumor I heard. Yeah, it looks like it. He's, he's done his knee. I think it's his ACL or one of his cruciate ligaments in his in, in his knee. So it said. Have you, have you got him in any of your hundred teams? Uh, he's not a player I like, but actually, I, I actually do. So I, I've inherited two teams over the winter. Um, or no, I've inherited one team and he was on it at a very good price, so I kept him there. And another team I got a th- a, a, as a throw-in in a trade just because I thought I really wanted to dominate steals. I've never had him anywhere again, anywhere before. I've always steered clear. I've got him in two places. I will never have him again. So I've learned my lesson. If it's any consolation, I've got him in one team. So yeah, absolute disaster. Right, let's move on, Jimbo. Banner number three, my favourite, of course. It is the suitcase. Yes! It's back. Reminder for any new listeners or anyone that's uh, returning to the fold. This is the opportunity for me to ask Jim to find any player on the waiver wire that is uh, rostered in less than 20% on average of any ESPN league. I players that the vast majority of fantasy baseball players are not looking at and not utilising, but perhaps they're missing a trick. So Jimbo, the question, we'll start with hitters. Who are we packing this week? Who we we, we've got we've got a uh, a stuffed suitcase, particularly of quite uh, lowly rostered players. Actually, I, I'm going to quit mention for Alec Bohm. He's over twenty percent. Alec Bohm, the third baseman of the Phillies. Um, 
he's uh, rostered in about 25% leagues. He's not as good as he's been so far. I don't think his stats will be this good at the end of the season, but he is playing every day for Philadelphia, which is a good place to hit. So if you're in a league and nobody's picked him up, I would. But in terms of the proper players in the, in, in the, in the uh, suitcase, all of these actually, I think, are all 10% or less rostered. So I've, I've been uh, plumbing the depths for you, JG. So okay. first of all, uh, Jorge Mateo of Baltimore, third base, shortstop on outfield. I was going to say, multi-position eligibility, that helps. Very handy. He was in the suitcase last week. And since we told you to pick up then, he has, he has stolen no less than four stolen bases in the past seven days. Wow. So there is a small matter of his uh, 182 on base percentage to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> But so for somebody, well, he gives with one hand and he takes with the other. He does, but you know, for somebody who's giving you four stolen bases a week, that is far too low uh, a level of rostering. So that, that's it. And and again, particularly if anybody's lost Mondesi from your team and you've lost your main steals uh, uh, target, then you, you need to be all over Mateo. A couple of actually really solid second base, uh, third base types. Uh, Santiago Espinal of Toronto is playing every day. Toronto is a fantastic lineup. Yes, he's down the bottom of it, but he get, he's got a couple of home runs, a couple of stolen bases, brilliant lineup. Uh, a player I really like is Abraham Toro of Seattle. He's only rostered in 1% of leagues, which I think is amazing. He's second base, third base eligible in most leagues, and he's playing every day for Seattle. I really like Toro. Um, and then we've talked about Mondesi being out, so I think Nicky Lopez, well, he's, he's been moved up to the top of Kansas's lineup, uh, which will get you, I mean, it's not a great lineup, but he's, he's moved from the bottom to the top. So does he steal, Jim? He does steal. He does steal, JG. If you want, if you want to catch it, Elias Diaz of Colorado, Max Stassi of, of the Angels. We've said how good they are at the moment. How many runs they're scoring? He's only owned in in three percent of leagues. Always under undervalued. Couple of outfielders, Lamont Wade Jr. of Seattle, San Francisco is coming off the injured list this weekend, and Garrett Cooper of Miami uh, is hitting at the top of the Miami lineup, which is a decent place to hit. Um, am I right in saying Garrett Cooper was our hail mary last week? That is correct, JG. Very Nothing good. Nothing gets past me, Jimbo. No, clearly, I'm. It's a relief to know you're, you're still awake at this that, that, this stage of the podcast each week. Right, um, couple of pictures for you. Yes, please. Right, lovely. Um, uh, Zach Eflin. We told you to come up last. You mentioned week. him last week. I did. I did, and he popped out. And he did six innings, one earned run, and the win. And you know what's happened then? Since then, his ownership's halved, which I don't understand. So he's only rostered in 10% of leagues and he's rocking a 3.2 ERA and a 1.12 whip. So unless I've missed something, he's just got some dreadful... I'll be honest, buddy. I was all over him last season and got burnt. So I think probably quite a few players have got a similar attitude that they're just waiting to see if... Your middle name, it does not need to be world record. It just needs to be Johnny ahead of the curve Gould, doesn't it? I think. <laughs> no, mate, I've set the bar. I've set the bar. Johnny's bar set. Bar <laughs> set of Gould. Clearly. If it's not a world record, I'm not interested. <laughs> all right. All right. So Any more Elfins? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Eflins even? <laughs> Any more Elfins? <laughs> yeah, we'll be doing our, our middle middle ages, or, or yeah, I don't know what what do you call it? Kind of Game of Thrones and uh, Lord of the Rings podcast next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah a, a couple to thought. I mean, you know, you're just trying these guys out. So we'll see how they work out. So Michael Wacker of Boston. I mean, he he used to be really well thought of when he was in St. Louis. He's had a lot of injuries, but he's had three really good starts this season. So you know, he's got pedigree. That's interesting. Whether you're going 
another fortnight without in, being injured, I would be outstand, uh, astounded. Uh, Nick Lodolo of Cincinnati, um, he's on the injured list, but he'll come off it uh, to play against Pittsburgh this weekend. His last outing I thought was really impressive. I mean, Cincinnati's not a great place to pitch. Uh, a lot of runs scored there, but I think he's, he's got real talent. And if you're in a very deep league, uh, we've talked about Jake Junis of San Francisco, only won it. 1% rostered and Daniel Lynch of Kansas City who I really like he was an incredibly highly thought of prospect last year was a complete disaster maybe he'll be turning a curve but I say he's rostered in 2% of leagues but if you're in a 15 or 20 team league he might be somebody you want to look at and should we back reference Jake Junis who of course you mentioned earlier yeah 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 and, and I do remember him by the way I mean the minute you mentioned him at San Francisco it's like hang on I'm sure he was at Kansas, Kansas City, and you're absolutely right. He has moved, and he was awful. But but I suppose that's a big part of playing for so, teams. So, so was Kevin Gaussman at Baltimore. Yeah, and look yeah. what happened to him. Yeah. Do you see him being as equally successful this season because he's gone to Toronto? Gaussman, yeah, he's nailing it. Yeah, he's been, I, I, I say I have no shares of Gaussman. He's like, oh, ALA is not going to do that. Um, but yeah, he's been he's been absolutely lights out. He's been fantastic. And are there any closers out there that are, that are still eligible to be picked up? Uh, I'll, give, few... I, I'll give you one and then a couple of speculations. So there's Anthony Bender of Miami. He's back off the injured list. He's got the last two saves for Miami. He's only rostered in 8% of leagues. Uh, I really like him, so I hope he can keep that job. And if you're speculating for saves, a couple of absolute strikeout machines. Andres Munoz of Seattle. He got the last save for Seattle. He's the kind of player with the kind of striker upside that could take the job and run with it. And, you know, we look back in next season and he's a, he's a top 10 closer. Who knows? And the other one, Ryan Helsey of St. Louis, again, a couple of years ago, he was thought to be kind of the favourite for, for, to, uh, to be the closer there. Uh, in, a huge amount of strikeouts and hasn't given up a run all season, which I'm sure we've just jinxed him with that. Brilliant. Okay, well, that moves out from the uh, suitcase onto the Hail Mary. Quick reminder for our listeners, the Hail Mary is where James has to find a player, and this is virtually impossible, rostered in less than 1% of an average ESPN league. Uh, but it's amazing the success you've had uh, in previous seasons. Can you continue the trend? So who is our Hail Mary this week? Well, after, after Garrett Cooper last week, I'm going with another veteran who appears to be just a bit slightly lighter owned than expected. So I'm going with Ross Stripling of Toronto. Uh, he was great when he was at the Dodgers a few years ago. I mean, he is in the AL East. It's not where you'd pick somebody, but actually he's been pitching well this season uh, and Toronto will give you wins um, and he's in rostered in less than 1% of the league. So if you're in a league where you're going that deep, um, yeah, you're going to be pretty desperate anyway. So he is making starts. So far, he's been good and he's got a good chance of getting some wins playing for Toronto. Brilliant stuff, Jimbo, as always. Uh, sadly, we've come towards the end of the pod. Before we go, though, first of all, huge thanks to everybody for listening and joining in. Um, we do want you to get in touch. The email again, behindownplaypod at gmail.com, or you can contact us on Twitter at bhppod, or directly for me at Johnny M. Gould or Jimbo at jam99. Now, before we get into the final thank yous and goodbye, one last question, Jim. Are we go we're doing a sophomore league because the success of the Rookie League last year was such, and such a great bunch of guys, that the vast majority of them wanted to do it again. So we've created a sophomore league for them. But are we going to do a Rookie League, the equivalent of what we did for them last season, this season? For anybody out there that, that perhaps has dipped their toe in the fancy baseball market, but never been quite brave enough, are we going to have our very own Rookie League 
this year. What's your thoughts? Ooh. Well, it sounds to me, Jonathan, like you're you're suspiciously keen. Has it been that long since you've last done a draft that you're 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 keen to get going again? <laughs> well, I, I love doing a draft. Johnny, as soon as I've done the draft, I've got a rubbish team. Loves the draft. Exactly. Like nothing exactly. else. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I'm up for it. We we because we did say last season we would, and I know we 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 were in extended spring training and we only started the podcast last week. Uh, but a couple of people, yeah, we I've I've had two emails from uh, people who said, "Oi, you said we could have a place last year." So yeah, uh, I'm up for it. I think. Um, uh, we've got, I would say, probably two thirds of a league. Um, so yeah, I would say if you are out there and you haven't played fantasy before, but you're really interested in it uh, and you'd be interested, drop us a note behind homeplatepod at gmail.com or send me a direct message on Twitter at bhppod. Um, and uh, yeah, we can sort that out. And um, I don't know, I had rumours of uh, one of your other uh, Johnny and Josh um, co-hosts might potentially be interested. Well, I, I was thinking of throwing this out there because I think, you know, playing with me isn't going to appeal to anybody, but playing with the legend that is Mr. Josh Chetwin, and Josh has vocalised an interest um, and said would be willing to join in. So I think that might appeal to a few people, certainly anybody that was uh, a fan of Channel 5 Baseball in the day. Um, and obviously that's that's not the majority of our listeners. But Fine. Well, um, let, 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 let's chat to Josh. But yeah, in, in the hope that you certainly get to play against me and Johnny, uh, possibly get to play against Josh. Yeah, get in touch. And the first uh, few people um, we will allocate a place to uh, until the league is full. So Okay, fantastic. So there you have it. We'll, we'll definitely do it if there's a must demand. And with a bit of luck, we'll get it sorted in the next week. So if you've already been in touch, we've got your details. If you haven't, get in touch. You've got the details. Email us behind home plate pod at gmail.com or send us a, a message on Twitter at BHP pod. Jimbo, as always, um, we're recording this pretty late on a Thursday. I'm very grateful to you, mate. Um, and uh, thank you so much for putting the script together and all the information therein. Um, do get those questions in for us next week if you want to be a part of the show, even if it's just a shout out. This is your pod, after all. Oh, uh, we, oh, uh, we had, oh, we had some shout outs. So I'll have to come next week. That's fine. Keep going. All right, <laughs> and they're not in my script, so that's no, not no, my exactly. fault. That's your fault. <laughs> all those people getting in touch with one of the shout outs. We've not mentioned any of them. <laughs> next week, please listen again. You'll definitely get your shout out next week. <laughs> we just pissed them off. They're not going to listen next week, are they? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll definitely be back next week. I may have to find a new co-presenter, uh, but that's it. For from us um, thank you for joining us We're looking forward to having your company next week but don't forget if you like fantasy baseball and you want the best seat in the house there's only one place to be and that is of course behind home plate until next time take care